All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. What an excellent day for an There is no shortage of monsters to haunt our dreams. You got red on you. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Oh the Horror, a podcast where we talk about classic and modern horror films from an expert and a newcomer's perspective. I'm the expert Rob Holmes and uh, Steve Allman is still getting set up in Los Angeles. So we've brought back Mike Haston. Uh, you may remember him from the Masks episode that we did just a few weeks ago. How you doing, An Mike? excellent episode, if I do say so myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm yeah. doing all right. Thank you for asking. I, honestly, that was a much better movie than the one we are discussing today. Yeah, we'll yeah. We, um, oh, gosh. We are taking a look at the 2018 horror film, I guess, uh, Braid, directed by Mitzi Perone. Now, this is her first feature film, I think, right? Yeah, like, yeah. She wrote and directed this whole thing. Yeah. Right. So this is her baby. I mean, she did some short films, but feature-wise, yeah, this is her. This is her first. I I really enjoyed probably the first hour of this hour and twenty-two minute film, and then the final twenty-two minutes made me very sad and very and a little upset. Right? I mean, it was just it was. <clears throat> I was very um, disheartened. Right. Like, you've heard of people going to the theater and wanting a refund for their money if they don't like a film. This is the first time I felt that I didn't care whether I got money back or anything. And, of course, I didn't pay anything to watch it. It was streaming. But I wanted my time back. Yeah. You know, I felt like I had been totally not, not misled, really, but just like laughed at i felt made fun of and put down honestly by this movie because like you said there's so much potential yeah and the first hour and everything is really good i i read a review of it actually a real a favorable review from um roger ebert's website and of course it's not roger ebert you know he's been gone a while but um uh, the guy that reviewed it gave it, I want to say, three and a half out of four stars. Wow. And he said specifically that it does not, you know, take advantage of the audience, which I totally disagree with. But his one of his last lines in the review was, even if I didn't just watch a great movie, I think I watched a movie made by great talents. And I would agree with that. Like, the the cinematography and everything is wonderful. Yeah. And the pacing at first is wonderful. It's when they start explaining what you've been watching these characters right. go through that you feel betrayed. Really. No, I think some people probably like that, and they're like, oh, that's neat and interesting. But I think it's it would be neat and interesting if I hadn't seen that premise time and time again done to death. Um, right, like that being the reveal, which we'll get to eventually. But that's, that's the only difference between this and a bunch of other movies that have that kind of premise is that they wait longer to pull the rug out from under you, and they feel that that makes them clever. Yeah, or at uh, least let's, that's let's what put it I this felt. way. I mean, honestly, this movie is like it's like um, the Saint Elsewhere of movies. This is what it reminded me of, and I was just like, oh man, really. Like, this is what you're doing? Um, yeah, no, I, I felt the same way. Because it felt like there had been no point to investing in these characters 
or their their plight or their situation. Right. So we we've revealed reveal. a lot in these first few minutes without you know uh, revealing a ton. Um, so this film is about um, the imagination, you know, and it's about two girls who are they have a lot of drugs on them. And then all of a sudden the cops show up and raid them. So right. then they're like, we have to run away. And they leave the drugs. They but leave still the drugs. The they don't the money. pick up the drugs and say, yeah. you know what, maybe we should grab these and run. They just they just bounce, right? Um, right. They were like, it was down to the pile of drugs or this yeah. hairbrush. And I grabbed my hairbrush. Yeah. You know, they end up going on the run. But they remember they have a friend who they're going to go to. It's Tilda and Petula in the beginning. And Daphne is who they're going to go see. Yeah, that's the one with the big, like, Victorian mansion. Like, they grew up together. She's wealthy and lives on her own. But as as you said, they kind of debrief each other like uh tilda mm-hmm. is like do we do we have to go to her and they're like well that's the only place we can get the money in this amount of time or whatever but we've got to play along with her rules you right. know what i mean and um and then just even the train or bus ride to get there is weird like it's yeah. it's weird as hell just off the beginning like the guy asks for a ticket and he mm-hmm. follows her to the bathroom, and then you feel like he's going to kick her off or she's going to have to bribe him to let them stay on the bus. Mm-hmm. And she does kind of wind up bribing him by letting him lick her feet, like, and then he's fine with them riding on the bus. She's some so sort weird. of, like, fetish model or something, um, or dominatrix, and he just is totally... He knows who she is, so that's his way of just being like, this is how you stay on the train. It's a weird moment. It's a very strange moment because you're wondering who the hell are these people as you're going through it because it gets interesting. You're like, all right, didn't see that as being a, one of our main characters. Right. Um, or a way to pay for a bus or train ride. Yeah. Sure, exactly. Because um, normally it's like, oh, it's just going to go straight to sex. But I liked that it was... it was very different from what you would expect it to be. And that's kind of what this movie starts to do in the beginning. I'm like, this could get, this could get really messed up. This could get very dark. This could turn into some funny games type shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. It does pique your interest by playing on well-known tropes until mm-hmm. falling right into the giant pit of one. Uh, into like, in, into know, the but, biggest trope of all. Um, right. And so these girls are on the run, and they're kind of being followed by this Detective Siegel, right? He's he's trying to find out what's going on with them. Now that part, I, man, I'm I'm my now I'm just trying to like wrap my head around a lot of what is going on with the rest of this movie. See, um, that part is so hard to describe, like to talk about without talking about the big reveal, because. I don't think any of that happened, really. Okay, so basically, guys, uh, we always do spoilers. This is this is like the crux of the movie, like what it all hinges on. Nothing, nothing's real in this movie. They, I am the cheese. Nothing. This, it's all in someone's head type situation. Um, but not. It's just make believe. You know, it's we're going to play a game. None of this is real. For or, their whole lives, yeah. Like right. they've been doing this since they were kids. And I think that's when they actually met Detective Siegel. Is we sh- we see this flashback at one point mm-hmm. where they're all playing in a treehouse, and and uh, Daphne falls out of the treehouse, 
and they have to take her to the hospital and stuff. Like they're all seven or eight, you know, years old. And they're sitting at the hospital and the detective comes up to question them about what happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he also looks exactly the same as he does when they're grown up. But, you know, some people age well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like they met him when they were kids. And yeah. then they just included him in their make-believe stories and stuff. Yeah. Uh, as evidenced by, like, the dollhouse with with the cop doll and the cop car in front mm-hmm. of it and stuff. But... Um, but yeah, it's like nothing as as an adult in this movie ever happens, really. Um, I, and they all have these yeah. roles to play. Yeah, like they're, Petula they're is playing, the doctor. Yeah, Petula is the doctor. Daphne is the mother, and Tilda's the daughter. And there's you know it's this first hour that we start going through that just gets crazy because you have the detective who's starting to figure out something's going on. Which by the way, if he's figuring out that this this is going on and we're watching everything that he's going through, what is that? We're just wasting time because he's not really there doing that. That's part of the story. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like okay, but then it's like, is it part of the story? Like I. This movie is very confusing at times with where it's going, and not not in a great way. Because if you really start to break it down and think about it, there's so many holes in it. Even if you're trying to say that this movie is all make-believe. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, nothing makes sense either way. And I think I said it to you at one point, like, the movie seems so concerned with Mm -hmm. being ambiguous, but also trying to tell you exactly what's happening or not happening. That it just kind of muddles itself. There's a point where, you know, uh, Daphne says that she's pregnant um, from the doctor because they had sex, which they they didn't really, but she definitely thinks they did. Which, you know, it's almost like they're playing make-believe, but the the girls are pretending that it's not... This is where it's confusing. So we have Petula and... or Petula and Tilda pretending everything is happening to them right now. Right, they they act like it's a crazy game that they're just playing along with, and they with a know crazy person who so they long. say right. is crazy, yet they're also potentially crazy. But then, in the end of this, is all of this just in? Is it all just in Daphne's head? Oh, you know, I didn't even think about that. I honestly, I think all three of them are crazy, and the you know the movie tries to say for so long that only Daphne is crazy yeah. because of falling out of the treehouse and blah blah blah. Uh, but I think they're all crazy because at the very end, it, it it when they first get to Daphne's house, she's like chopping fruit or vegetables yeah. in the kitchen, and uh, Tilda goes in. She's like, "Mom," and you know, uh, Daphne greets her like, "Oh, hi, daughter," or whatever the hell she says. And at the very end, it doesn't show all the characters, but that same scene plays out with much older women's hands cutting the vegetables and stuff. So it it feels to me like all three of them are in this cycle of of make-believe. But it's still Tilda's voice, like young Tilda's voice. Yes, exactly. I noticed that too. And that part is a little strange, so I wonder if all this is just playing out in their heads and they're all just old and crazy. Right. Um, oh gosh, yeah, old the whole time. I didn't think of that either. Or, or what's going on? But like when we start this and we don't know that this is happening, and we think that they're just trying to get the money, there are some cool moments. Yeah, it's kind of weird and it's kind of slow that they're playing along with some of these games because there's rules. It's everyone plays, no outsiders allowed, and no one leaves. Right, you cannot leave. Yeah. And here's the thing: if no one leaves, and that's the rule. That means that Petula and Tilda have never left, right? They've always been there. 
Right. And I they've think been playing true. the game forever. So yeah, maybe you know it is just it's the three of them. They've never really left this compound. They're just always there. I think that's absolutely true because there's the point early in the movie where where Tilda and Petula take drugs. Yeah. And then they're kind of tripping and they're, you know, that was so well shot with all the colors and Yeah, no, and I mean it's a everything. very it's a good-looking movie and that, especially during the during any of the drug scenes, the drug-induced like scenes where the color changes all around them and it's just it's it's really it looks great. Um Right. But there's that first drug-induced kind of trip where yeah. she's running through the hallway of the house and opens the door and then she's immediately back on the train or the yep. bus. And you're like, what the hell? But mm-hmm. I think because of what you just said, no one can leave and blah, 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 that uh, I don't think they ever have left. That train is entirely a fabrication. And oh, it's, it's all a fa- every, a every place that they ever the went to was a fabrication. Yeah. yeah, it was all because then you have that with different places in the house are different places that they've been. Different people who they've seen are the different people who exist in them. And, you know, but that's that's kind of a basic trope that's been done a lot. And that's right. where I was hoping that this would kind of go in a different direction or a different route. Because there's a point when Daphne is like, I'm pregnant and the baby has to come out now. We have to do surgery. And Petula and Tilda are straight up about to stab her to death. Like, just hack her up. After they were about to just do that to... They were about to do that to the daughter, I think, or someone. Like, or Daphne had cut uh, Petula's mouth open. Yeah, like the Joker. Yeah, yeah, like and, and just done that to it. And I'm like, dude, this is this is getting really, really dark. And then the detective comes in, and in this insane, insane moment, Daphne jumps up, attacks him, stabs him, and just hacks him apart. I mean, they hack him apart. Yeah, there's a ton nothing. of blood out of nowhere. Yeah, out of nowhere, you have like Tilda just joining in, and Petula just is like watching in, just like what is going on, you know. And then uh, right. you know, it's everyone has to do it type thing, um, that happens after that. But it's very, it's really messed up. And at that point, I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Because this is awesome. Like it got me. And I was I was hooked right then. I'm like, this is awesome. It's almost cartoonish though the level of gore. When yeah, but that was it was yeah. it was just ridiculous, and I thought it was great. And then all of a sudden the 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 face cuts are gone. You know, like after the body burial. Right. Like her face. Almost is, everything from the first half of the movie has disappeared. Now. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Every like her her injuries on her face are gone. And at first I'm I saw that happen, and I'm like, oh please don't. I'm like, please tell me this isn't... No, 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 no. Because I'm starting to think to myself, damn, this is all going to be made up. This is all going to be in one of their heads. None of this ever happened. Yeah. I was hoping that it was a false sense of security that she was having where she didn't have the cuts on her face and then she snaps out of it and you see that she's all like mangled up or something and that Daphne is like now doing surgery on her or some crazy shit. Nope. Nope. That didn't happen. Well, we see all these things happen to the characters that are then negated by the next scene. We see, you know, uh, Petula hanging from, like, a ceiling fan at one point, and she's fine two minutes after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They all um, they all commit suicide, and then yep. they're all okay. It's a hard movie to discuss because it really negates most of what you've watched, man. It's, it does, uh, yeah. 
it's like thank you for for watching and we think we did a great job here but i don't I understand that it's all made up, that that's what we watched, but I do not understand why that story needed to be told. Yeah. Um, and like you said a minute ago, with so many other directions you could take it, uh, with as much as it likes misdirecting you, why not misdirect you on the, the biggest kind of faux pas it commits, you know? But it's pretty... I don't yeah, I mean, know. It's a, it's it's a good-looking movie. It's yeah, it's a very good-looking movie. And the first hour, up until that major kill, is 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 interesting enough. Right. You know. Yeah. You don't know enough uh, that while you're watching these weird scenes, that it makes you interested in trying to learn enough about these characters. But then it just shits the bed. Yeah. I will say, like all the characters are kind of unlikable. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Even, you know, even when we're supposed to, I guess, then our protagonist by the end of it is Petula. But how she hasn't really redeemed herself. I don't like any of them because they all act like horrible people all the time. And oddly enough, the movie doesn't try and get you to root for any of them either. Really, No. You know what I mean? It's just like, here's these three people and this is what they've done, you know? Yeah. And... And when none of what they've done turns out to be real, then what was the point of any of it? And if it was, it just, I don't know, it feels like it's lost its, um... It's teeth, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> really, it does. a much better movie than yeah, does well, yeah, well, yeah, much better. You know, this is a critic's film. This is a film that's meant to be like, check it out, I made an art house horror film. This is what I've done, and it's... That's what they, I mean, that's a lot of the time, that's what people do. These are the ones that are made for critics. They're not really made for horror fans. Right. Well, I mean, have you watched any of the, uh, the director's other work? Her, her, her short films? Right, yeah. No. Just by virtue of knowing that she'd done short films before this, you know more about her than I do. Um, yeah, I mean, she's done, she did, directed two in 2016, um... But I, I mean, I don't know. That's you know, and she's that, and that's fine. Like I'm not trying to discredit her as a filmmaker at all. Oh no, neither am I. I'm just saying I don't know whether this is like her gimmick or what. You know what I mean? The, right. the kind of pulling the rug out pretense. I you know I think um, for for a first feature, I, I don't really know if that's the case. I think this is a movie that if you really start to pick it apart, yeah, there's probably more to it than what we're looking at. I mean, obviously, it's psychological, so there's probably tons of layers to it. If you really want to break it down, that being said, it felt very... It felt to me throwaway as a viewer. You, you know see the I twist mean? coming, and you're like, oh, please don't be the twist, please don't be the twist, please. and it is, and then you're just like, God damn it, Like, come yep. on, really? That's, yeah. that's the thing that gets me about this is that I was hoping it went a totally different route and then they just try to throw a little thing in there. Um, and they've asked you to invest in these characters with very little exposition and stuff, which you do because it's interesting enough to keep pushing forward and see where it's going. But once you see where it could go, like you were just saying, you're like, oh no, no, not this movie, anywhere but there. And that's exactly where it goes. Yeah. And it just feels silly and pedantic and, uh, like I said, dismissive of the viewer. Yeah, know? it also makes you wonder if Daphne... Do we do we know if Daphne actually killed her parents or not? Uh, they mention her parents at one point. I think you only ever actually see for only a minute or two her grandparents. Right, because kids. She, she mentions that she... Because she says that she poisoned them or something like that. 
Right. She was the reason that they died, and that's and how that she got could the place. be one or of it was the her only real one things. Of, yeah, one of the others, the parents of the grandparents, and how she got the money. Um, which could probably be yeah the only real thing out of all of it. And then having the house is very like Grey Gardens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And of course, you see the house in disrepair and perfect in their minds. And the, well, you that's, know, that's you the see... whole that's the whole Grey Gardens thing. And that's like. Was it Jackie Onassis's sisters or something? It's basically eccentric people living in a house, living in fantasy world. Oh, okay. It's a what? It's a documentary. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's the Onassis family. Yeah, but they've the just Ona- been so rich, and yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Gotcha. It was Grey Gardens, and then they did like Return to Grey Gardens later on. This is this is kind of that, I guess. If if you really want to look at it in a different way, but it's also like movies like. Uh, or books slash movies like I'm the Cheese, which was all about conspiracies and it all being in someone's head. Um, there's a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, I just, just... It's just, I don't know. Like I said, it feels like at points it really wants you to know, like, okay, this is what's really happening and this isn't. But they don't draw that line well enough. Uh, it just makes you sit there kind of angry that you've watched it and questioning what you've watched. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, even like you were talking about the cop and stuff and not knowing whether that happened while they were adults, I feel like that's totally negated by the shots at the end of the movie, before the right before the very end where you see mm-hmm. the dollhouse and it's got the cop car and it's got like a dead police officer doll laying in front of it. And you're like, oh, this is just another one of their stories. The drug yeah. dealer they're running from in the beginning of the movie, Coco or whatever, mm-hmm. is just Tilda on the phone. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And it's just silly. Like, it's not... I feel like they, they feel like when they revealed that, you'd be like, oh, that's intriguing and that's special and that's different. But it's not. It just comes off as silly and derivative, I think. It's if you're if you're not watching it to experience like a story like you would normally in a movie, you're just watching it for cinematography and lighting and so on and so forth. Uh, then it's it's fine. It's very well done. I think these people are are capable of making a very good movie. I just don't think this is one. I mean, it just it had a lot of hype behind it. Stylistically, it looked like it was going to be really cool. I like the idea of throwing in. Uh, a lot of the drug trips in there. I think that works very well. Easy way to disorient the characters and the audience, yeah. When when the violence starts, at that, especially in that big moment of violence, I thought it was amazing. I thought that was awesome. I think when she does the face cut onto Petula, I was like, holy crap, where is this going to go next? But then to have the rug pulled out from under you, it's like, oh. And then it's 20 minutes of hoping that it's not what you think it is. And it's 20 minutes of being exactly what you think it is, yeah? Which makes it that much worse. And that's that's really what it comes down to me. It's not it's not a bad movie. It's, it's not a bad movie. I think there's people who probably really enjoy this film, and they think it's a good psychological film. They think it's simple, but it works. And that's fine. I don't think that's fine. I disagree with those people. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I think it's fine that they have that opinion on it. I think that the first half or two-thirds of this movie have amazing potential, but that it is lost in its third act. Absolutely, yeah. Um, And 
It would have been. But the third act, it loses itself so hard in the third act, you don't even care how good the first two acts are. Well, the premise is immediately just gone. It's all about finding the safe and finding the money in the house and playing the game. Well, they do that immediately. Like, everything is found right away. Right, which I guess serves to prove the point that they've done all this or a variation on it before, but it's just, again, that's that's part of the issue, man. If this had been something that was like... They finally find what's in the safe, and then maybe it's wrapped up in a minute or two where, okay, this is the twist. This is what they do all the time. All right, you've built a little more tension by that point. Sure, that might be a little trite, but I could digest that a little better than setting it up where you're revealing the twist for anyone who's seen a lot of movies, anyone who's watched a lot of like horror thrillers or anything like that. Or a modern film, really, just any movie. A twist, yeah, <laughs> you know, and to and to start pulling one that early, um, and that yeah, it feels like they make you suffer through the rest of the film after that. Right. Well, you know what? That's the way I felt about. That's the way I felt about us. I know people love Jordan Peele and they love his films. I love Jordan Peele. I think he's a great comedian. I think he's he's a competent director. I I you know I like Get Out, but I. There are so many twists that are given away in us, one of them within the first, like, two minutes. It's like, dude, I know where this is going. Yep. And then within another, I don't know, 20, it's it's kind of obvious. And then that final little part of the twist is like, well, that's just random and weird, but okay. I did not like us at all. I, I wasn't, I wasn't really a fan. I think it was a very effective trailer. And I think the trailer is the scariest, like, by far has the scariest moments in it. When they say, who are you? And she says, Americans. You're like, are you kidding? Like, stop. Like, Yeah, it was very, very weird. I mean, but that's its own film that I've... T- you know, Steve and I talked about it before, and I just wasn't a fan. It was kind of like this, where even if I thought that that was going to be the twist and it had subverted what I thought the twist was going to be, that would have been cool. I would have been all right with that. Right, just veer off the beaten path a little yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely. And this, to me, didn't. This didn't go as weird or strange or, you know, when your premise, when your premise just doesn't mean anything, when it's, I mean, here's the, here's the plot. Two wanted women decide to rob their wealthy psychotic friend who lives in a fantasy world they created as children. To take the money, they have to take part in a deadly, perverse game of make-believe. Now that sounds cool. You tell me that and I'm like, dude, this is going to get... This could get really dark. Right, but none of it's true. It's the nah. make-believe game for all three of them. It's just... And when know, they say it's exasperating, death, yeah, man. It really it really is. By the end of it it's just like this this is what this is what we watched. This is It felt like a chore to watch this movie. And the characters are unlikable. I want I want someone to be at least halfway decent, especially when you only have like three real main characters in it. Yeah, exactly. And the most you'd have is four, and that's a stretch calling the detective one because he's he's a caricature. Yeah, exactly. Um, but when you're looking at, I mean, he might still exist. You know, I, I mean, he obviously exists as a person. Like he is a person who exists, but not in the storyline that they are living right now. Right. Like Daphne, super unlikable. Tilda, extremely unlikable. She is just. You yeah, want bad the, stuff to happen grating. to her the whole time. Like, the entire yeah. time, I just was like, yeah, hit her with a hammer in the knee again. Do it again. Just keep doing it. She's super annoying. And then you have Petula, who they try to make seem like she's the 
the good character out of all of them. She's our protagonist, really. But none of them are sympathetic at all. Like, why would you care about these people? Yeah. Not not one bit. Not for... And, you know, because there really is no backstory going into it. But now that all makes sense when you watch it. You're like, oh, you're just on the floor in this place looking at drugs and counting how much it would be worth and then running away and not grabbing all the stuff. Yeah, it makes sense because it's all made up. (laughs) You know, of course you wouldn't grab your made up drugs and run away. Right. Also, I kept thinking, like, what kind of person plays make-believe like this? Like, uh, were you ever at, you know, a friend's house growing up, and and you were like, let's pretend to be superheroes, and then you do that, and he's like, all right, let's pretend we're on the run from a Coke dealer. Yeah. You know, like, what, who, what, who did this? And that's the thing, it may not have been always, this is where they're at, you know, in their lives, so at that age is what we're seeing. So maybe that's what they're seeing is like what their make-believe would be then. And I guess that makes sense, especially if they've spent their whole lives in the house with Daphne and stuff. They're like, we're this Mm -hmm. old, we should be thinking about these things. But it's still, yeah, it's just so exhausting. If you're into art house films, yeah, man, go ahead. It's your movie. Maybe. If you're into enjoying the time you spend awake in your life doing things, it is not your movie. You know, it's it's one of those... (laughs) It's it's a good looking film though. The movie looks good. Like it's it's shot well. It has some really creative scenes in it. It's like a beautiful house with a roof full of holes, and it's raining. This is a movie that if it was on in the background at a party or whatever, you don't have to have it on mute. I know I've said that for a lot of movies in the past. You don't necessarily have to have it on mute, but you don't really have to pay attention. You can just watch it and be like, oh, that's a cool looking scene. Yeah, you can walk through a room and see something that catches your eye. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what? I mean, show it at like show it at like a, a drug fueled party, drug fueled rager. Yeah, I could see that. I would hate if somebody got stuck watching the whole thing though. <laughs> That's on them. That's also true. But yeah, I just I, I it's hard for me to recommend this movie. I wanted to like this a lot. I thought it was going to be something better than what it was, and it just I was disappointed at the end of it. That's that's just how it went. I felt like I just as you said wasted. Uh, an hour and 22 minutes of my life. Yep. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. For a story that I've, I've, I've essentially heard time and time again. Yeah. Just with less likable w- characters. <laughs> with less likable characters and a little more flair. Cause that's all it had. It had a little more flair, had, a, you know, some color to it and, and the drug pops and all that stuff. And that was cool. But it just but it didn't, it didn't amount work. to anything. Yeah. At the end of the day. No, it didn't. But yeah, you know what? I think that's going to do it for this episode because there's really not much more to talk about. Man, sorry your second episode on here was so... was a film that... Well, it's no Suck? masks. No. It's no masks. Yeah. Well, you know, as they say, the third time's the charm, so we'll see what we do next time. If there yes. is a next time, but oh, no, thank there you will for be joining a next time. us. It looks like uh, we will be doing Prince of Darkness. Oh, I love that one. John Carpenter, Prince of Darkness? All right. Yeah. I'm so down for Alice Cooper stabbing someone with the front of a bicycle. If you want to see an amazing John Carpenter film that is completely underrated, you can go to Shudder and watch Prince of Darkness. It's and awesome. You should do that. Yes. Yeah, you should totally do that. They have like free trials and stuff. We are not affiliated with them at all whatsoever, but I use them because I think it's I think it's fantastic. I would agree. You run a horror show and it's a horror movie streaming service. It's great. So, match made in heaven. Or hell. Dad, is that you? Oh, God. 
that's uh that reminds me of the end of good omens but that's another episode so <laughs> but all uh, right well until next time uh this has been the horror and i've been rob holmes and i might have made up being mike haston you can find all of our episodes on OhTheHorrorCast.com or wherever you download podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, or any other forms of social media at OhTheHorrorCast or at OhTheHorror. Look at me, Damien! It's all for you! Horror. Now, it is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Horror. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk